freaking lost Eddie money this week. My God. Got to be better than that. Got to be better than Yo, what's going on, guys? Jared back again for another Fantasy the Show podcast. In this episode, we are going to cover everything that happened in week seven overall. So, get ready. We're going to go around the league right about now. All right, game one on the slate, Kansas City 30, Oakland 31. Uh, this was a bittersweet game as I played against Alex Smith. And oh my God, the Raiders defense is absolute trash. Not sure if you guys actually watched this one. But uh, the end of the game, probably one of the one of the best finishes we will a- absolutely see all year. Like, it was a crazy one. I'm not sure if you guys caught it, but there were four or five penalties, it seemed like, in a row to continually give the Raiders another shot at... Uh, at winning the game, and in the end, uh, Carr found Crabtree uh, with no time left and uh, took it home. He's on fire! They weren't all that great, but uh, the guy's on fire in this one. Alex Smith looks legit. Um, you know, and the game realizes that they actually needed to push the ball to win. They actually did throw a bunch. That was really good to see from him. He hasn't been that great. Um, you know, recently, or at least in the games where they're not bigger games than them, it seems like they kind of play down. Good to see Alex Smith actually uh, keep throwing the ball. 342 yards, three TDs through the air. Um, some of it was luck. There were a couple like odd, weird tips. And again, as the guy playing against Alex Smith, it was kind of frustrating watching, you know, like a 70 yard pass get tipped right to his wide receiver and uh, took it in for the score. But Anyway, if you have Alex Smith, you got to be pretty happy. He's been a top five guy scoring-wise for the year. Don't expect that, but still top 10 probably uh, for the rest of the year. Another guy that was that was decent, uh, Kareem Hunt. He ran for 87 yards, caught four for 30 um, in this, which was a bad game for him. So um, as far as running backs go, he's one of the more solid guys week in and week out. So you'll take that there. Tyreek Hill out-targeted Kelsey 8-5 to five and goes 6 for 125 and a TD. Kelsey still scored. He still stinks. I get it. He's a top five guy, but uh, yeah, I don't know. He bounces around too much for me. Tyreek Hill, though, pretty interesting in a league where a lot of wide receivers are hurting. So uh, yeah, if you have him, if you got him at decent value early in the year, hopefully he stops kind of yo-yoing. But uh, at least for right now, Tyreek Hill looks pretty legit. Another big game, uh, big game there. Welcome back, Derek Carr. We talked about him right, right at the front and... I believe they still have Denver left, so he's got a decently tough schedule still uh, coming up. But good to see that, you know, their playoff chances aren't dead. And as long as they're not dead, he should be throwing. Amari Cooper comes back out of nowhere and goes off. Um, 417 yards overall for Derek Carr through the air, three TDs. And Cooper caught 210 yards of it and two TDs. He should have actually had a ton more. Not sure if you saw this part of the game, but a couple bad drops. Probably dropped dropped about 75 yards worth of uh, worth of catches and at least another touchdown that he could have had. Uh, Jared Cook, he was sweet. Six for 107. I'd rather Cook than, you know, some of, some of the top guys that really aren't performing well. We did see Jordan Reed kind of come out of it, but to me, those guys are starting to get a little closer, even with Jordan Reed doing really well. Um, Vernon Davis still had a really good game, so uh, interesting there, I guess. But um, yeah, let, let's see it again from Jordan Reed. He still is kind of banged up. Cook, 
looks really really good and the guy that Derek Carr is really really leaning on um the defense like it's just so bad like that was killing me the entire game um just couldn't stop the ball couldn't stop anybody third and shorts 10 yard cushions the entire game brutal to watch as like an NFL fan especially somebody playing against Alex Smith like that was absolutely rough brother this guy stinks and the bad the defense just like we talked about but um i continue to believe marshawn lynch who ends up running out and getting and getting and shoving a ref getting in players faces after a late hit on david carr Derek carr david carr david carr Derek carr now i'm really confused anyway uh lynch runs out pushes a ref he's gonna lose a game there but again, he's splitting time with the other backs there. Washington looks a lot better than him. Um, and Richard's going to be the, the passing down back. So in a week coming up where he's going to miss time, I think uh, PPR go Richard maybe. Washington looked really good. Really interesting because Marshawn hasn't really been all that great. Uh, Crabtree, we talked about the fact that he scored right at the end, but um, only 3 for 24. Again, Savage's day with the score, but uh, really wasn't targeted all that much. I think they were trying to get Amari back in the game and back, you know, back carrying at all. And Amari came out, had a, had a huge, huge game. I think it will balance out a little bit more going, you know, from here out down the stretch. But uh, yeah, not really as a Crabtree owner, not something you're really looking forward to see. But I think more of the story here is Oakland is pretty bad. And KC, hey, they're going to give up a ton of points, so don't be afraid of the defense. But um, as long as they need to, Alex Smith can throw, and he's looked really good doing it this year. All right, Tampa Bay at Buffalo. Tampa 27, Buffalo 30. Overall, this was a pretty slow game. Uh, for as good as the matchup was for Tyrod, and as bad as it was for Jameis, they kind of flip-flop production here. Tyrod was really good still, and he ran like crazy. That's kind of how he salvaged his day in the end. 260 yard, eight yards through the air and a TD, but really just kind of like, you know, even when they need to push it, even when they were down super, super late, he threw, but you know, he wasn't, he wasn't looking towards the end zone. It was still running it with McCoy and good for McCoy. He got off the schneid here, um, but Tyrod again, runs for 53 yards. That's nice to see there, still super solid, but um, you know, they pretty much have nobody to throw to. Jordan Matthews, a guy I picked up this week, he could be decent down the stretch now that he's decently healthy. Now he's wearing the kind of the the brace on his hands for his thumb. So he's still not 100% there. But, uh, um, you know, he could be decent. So maybe grab him and stash him for now with a million other wide receivers going down. Uh, Jameis finds Evans late to boost Evans to a top 10 wide receiver. And OJ Howard, two, ca uh, two touchdown catches as well. This is the only reason why Bray, again, kind of makes me nervous going forward at, at least uh I, I don't know that you can really count on the the production there but Bray, i don't know who, like i want to see him kind of get a touchdown here and there uh Jameis winston was actually kind of on fire uh he looked better than i thought he would a safe top 12 uh play going forward at least for me doug martin caught 231 ended up a decent ppr day much better you know matchups ahead next five games for tampa you have uh, you have Carolina coming into Tampa. If they don't have Keekly, that's that's a good matchup. Um, everyone seems to be running decently on uh, Carolina right now. New Orleans after that, which they've been pretty good, but still expect you know in division game at home they should be decent. 
Um, I like Doug Martin there. Uh, the Jets, Miami, and Atlanta. So a couple games uh, coming up that Martin could be really good for. Again, bi-week fill-in guy. He's a guy I like a lot there. Deshaun Jackson, eight targets and catches five for 73. Uh, nice to see that, I guess. Um, it looks like he's doing a little bit more. He's kind of taken away from Mike Evans. Mike Evans haven't, hasn't had that huge, huge game. But uh, as far as Deshaun goes, he's going to be, you know, top 25, 30, especially if the matchup's right. Uh, Shady finally scored, and he did twice. 91 yards on the ground, caught five for 31. So that's uh, that's nice to see from your boy Shady, who finally, finally, finally gets in the end zone for the first time this year. Brother, this guy stinks! As far as the guys who were terrible, we talked about Brayton. He wasn't terrible. Six for six. He could have been a lot better, but O.J. Howard, you know, flank, uh, coming out of the opposite flank um, on a boot to one side. Howard ends up wide open. Nobody covers him. Long touchdown there. Gets another one later. He's a decent guy that, they, that they've that they been leaning on a little bit, especially in the red zone. So hopefully, hopefully Bray is a little bit better than six for 60. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, at least at this point, I don't think you can trust Jordan Howard. Bray should be decent, but this is again why he's, he's top 10, I guess. Um, Mike Tolbert continues the snake goal line work. He got another goal line carry, didn't score prior to Shady getting in, but the fact that he's even in there, just very annoying as a, as a Shady guy. And this was before Shady got his first touchdown in the game. So just kind of just kind of interesting there overall. Jordan Matthews back, but only sees three targets. The worst part, um, I'd probably rather have him than all of the pass catchers in Buffalo for the rest of the season. But like, I don't know, you don't feel all that great. I'd say grab him, stash him if you can. Um, don't try to rely on him because this this might actually happen again. You really don't know. Nick O'Leary, a lot of people were kind of jumping on that bandwagon, but yeah, I think that uh, that that uh, uh, train has left the platform. Does that make sense? I think that kind of makes sense. Carolina 3, Chicago 13. What a ridiculously amazing game. Uh, Trubisky only threw the ball seven times for a total of 107 yards, and they still smoked Carolina. Cam stunk out loud. Devin Funches continues to be absolutely gross. Thank God. Thank God, because I've been hating him forever, and he's proving me right here. Uh, this was my favorite game to see. The red, red zone popping up with the updates was absolutely ridiculous. He's on fire! Jordan Howard only gets six points, but still 21 carries in a game where they pretty much were crushing on defense and led the entire way and playing great defense. Cam couldn't get anything going. Um, the offense just didn't need to do anything else, but... At the same time, Jordan Howard still getting 21 carries. That's great for his value, especially going forward. If they're down, you know, they showed that they're still going to run with him a bunch. He'll get a, a catch or two here or there, but, you know, he's a solid top 10, 12 running back from here on out for me. Um, and at least, hey, Cam, for as bad as he was, he did get 50 yards rushing, so that did kind of salvage his day here. Brother, this guy stinks! At the same time. Cam really wasn't all that great. It was kind of laughable at some points. 211 yards and two pick six. Or no, I'm sorry. A pick six thrown and a and a and I think there was a fumble six as well. Um, he had another pick on top of it. Just kind of a an all around bad game. If he didn't get the rushing yards, you'd uh, you'd really you really would have had a rough week with Cam. Uh, Kellen Benjamin and Funches combined seven for 106. Like you expect a lot more than that, especially after last week's uh, nine for 99 from. Uh, from Benjamin, but again, like I don't really trust Funches. Hopefully, you're not putting too many of your eggs in the Funches ba uh, basket because it's not probably gonna 
probably isn't going to work out too well for you. But uh, Christian McCaffrey, he, you know, might not actually be that great. Um, this team really can't run the ball. The offensive line is hurting and just horrible anyway. Seven rushes for 10 yards, pretty terrible. He does catch seven for 36, and that's okay, but really isn't anything special. The problem is you would expect getting, you know, 10 carries a week. You know, he's going to get 30, 40, 50 yards maybe here and maybe eventually get a touchdown, but he's just not doing it. So for me, he's kind of, I don't know, he's he's a low-end number two, a little bit better in PPR. And I think he's top 10 in PPR because he's catching a ton of balls, but it, it's kind of the Buck Allen thing where they're not really going for much. He is he's scoring a little bit now and it looks a little better, but I mean, really, he might be the only running back that they have. I guess he'll be better, but this kind of makes me nervous. I don't think he is what everyone kind of thought uh you know, coming out of this year, and, and he's definitely not returning what uh, you paid for him on draft day. Uh, lastly, if you can get anything for Tariq Cohn at this point, one catch for 70 yards, one lucky, you know, long catch late, you have to pretty much do it. This team is Howard. Zach Miller, if you're completely desperate, that's really it. Trubisky, bro, you're fun, and, and it's cool, but John Fox, man, he just plays it safe and ugh, ugly games, but follow on the watch here. Cam pretty much got pooped on. Tennessee 12 at Cleveland 9, and this was probably the funniest game of the day. Um, Cleveland plus 5.5 was, you know, tight considering they almost won won this one outright, which was nice. Pick them there. Picks. Go me, even though I think I lost this week. But Tennessee just looked so bad. Mariota, like, I continue to say he's just so freaking overrated. Just, I don't know, you just can't trust him, especially right now when he's not running. Like, to me, go elsewhere. I had him 15th coming in the year, I think, in that range, and, and I don't see any reason why to move, I would move him uh, away from that ranking right now. Cleveland's defense, actually pretty decent here. Kaiser, of course, gets benched again, and I think Case Keenum came in, and I heard a lot of talk about Case Keenum this week, and he should end up as the starter. He might play for the rest of the year. Not that he looked great, overthrowing a lot of guys, a lot of guys um, deep, and I'm talking like major overthrows for easy picks, but at this point, I just don't know who they really have. As far as good in this game, Duke Johnson uh, continues to be valuable in PPR, uh, did his job. DeMarco Murray still looked really good, even with a bad hammy, still a lot better than Derrick Henry. Brother, this guy stinks! That's right, Derrick Henry, lol bro, like unstartable at this point. He is the, you know, he is the handcuff for Derrick, or for DeMarco Murray, and that's the only way I would really want to own him. He gets the carries, he just doesn't really do anything with it. Um, Marcus Mariota, again, not really running, only throws for 203, and, you know, just nothing in what should have been a really good matchup against a team that can stop the run really hasn't been great against the pass, so Mariota, I'm avoiding him going forward, I just, I don't care, he's got like an eh, okay couple matchups and some really bad ones coming up, so just kind of pay attention there, you're going to want to probably grab somebody else. Uh, Delaney Walker caught seven to sixty, uh, seven for sixty-three. Should have had two TDs, but again, Mariota short throw on on one, and, uh, and and just just looked bad, kind of delivering the ball all day. Poor Delaney late gets rolled up on. He's gonna miss time. Looks like an ankle injury. I think he was in a walking boot, so um, I would say check back uh, later. But it looks like you're gonna be without Delaney Walker if he's your starter for a couple weeks. Uh, and Crowell to me is droppable. He got work in this one just. Just hasn't done anything. So if you're still holding on to Isaiah Crowell, get rid of him. It's pretty much Duke Johnson. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but that's the only running back you really want to own on this team. Probably, oh God, might be the only player you want to own on that team. But anyway, Tennessee, you sting. On to the next one.
Jacksonville 27, Indy nothing. This Jacksonville defense is ridiculously good. And I'm sorry for anyone who I told to play T.Y. Hilton in this game. Like, dude, I don't know what is going on with him. But he goes out, lays an absolute egg. I think only had about 30 yards on two catches or something in that range. Um, you know, it, the entire game, it was just pretty much ugly. Indy couldn't move the ball. Indy being at home, especially, looking so bad. Blah. If you grabbed either the Jacksonville running backs to replace Fournette with Fournette being out with the ankle this week, you pretty much locked out. Uh, Ivory, 47 yards and a touchdown, did fumble, but at least considering he was the guy that I think most people picked up, you still got a touchdown. He was at least usable. And TJ Yeldon, he got lucky in a long run, ends up with 122 and a touchdown. Now he had, all of, I think he had about half the carries that, um, uh, that Ivory had in this game. So going forward, it's not like you really want TJ Yeldon. It's more Ivory, but hopefully Fournette's back this week and, you know, you can at least use him because he is the man and they need him in this offense. And uh, he's pretty much the aggregate of these two, which is awesome. Uh, Bortles, in this in a game where he was actually allowed to play, 305 yards in the TD, not horrible. Um, and Marquise Lee continues to, to get it done. He and Hearns. The number one and number two, or number one, one A, who, you know, not really sure. To me, it's Marquise Lee the rest of the year, especially in PPR. But Hearns, five for 101 here, actually leads the team. Hard to trust either guy going forward. Again, PPR, I'd probably rather Lee, but I, I guess Hearns, if you want to try to get completely lucky. Um, and on the other side, Doyle caught six for 44. That was pretty much the only thing that happened for this offense. Brother, this guy stinks! Dude, Indy terrible all around and ty like if i can't i'm signing them the next five games cincinnati houston pittsburgh then a bye then tennessee tennessee is like really the only decent matchup um you know it to me if somehow he goes off against houston because maybe they're chasing points and he just kind of gets you know gets deep and gets lucky try to sell him maybe you can because hey he's ty hilton and people just you know see the name and want to pay for it but God, Indy, you got to be better than this. And, uh, man, I don't know if Andrew Luck comes back at all this year. Hopefully you got him in a keeper league because it's the only way he's valuable at this point. All right, New Orleans at Green Bay. Started off one side, kind of flew back in New Orleans' uh, favor towards the end of the game. But uh, uh, just ru a rough game overall for the Packers fans. After an early lead again, Green Bay just pretty much fell off a cliff. Nobody was really good here. Um, as far as the guys who really did uh, kind of deliver, you're welcome if you listen to me and we're patient with Mark Ingram. Another 22 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown and four catches for five yards. I don't care about the five yards. Give me PPR, Mark Ingram. Such a stud. Love him. Breeze, 331 through the air. A TD, two picks. He's fine. He'll be good going forward. But weird, they actually have a pretty decent D. Um, so I don't know. They're, they might not be chasing points as much anymore still breeze top five guy they do sling it when they do have the ball uh ted ginn bro i don't even know what happened there of course played against ted ginn in his seven uh for 141 um honestly at one point i thought they were mixing up his stats with michael thomas's it just kind of made no sense what was happening but hey good for you eddie money and good for you ted ginn i think going forward ted ginn's kind of interesting because they seem to like him will he sneak out again not sure what's going on with him so ted ginn could actually be a pretty decent ad 
Um, and again, when all these wide receivers are banged up, you might actually be able to use them. Uh, Alvin Kamara continues to be good in PPR, and uh, Thomas was good. Still out-targeted everybody, got his 11 targets, but just didn't have the, you know, the big Ted Ginn day. On the other side, really the only guy who did anything for the Packers, Aaron Jones, legit. 17 rushes for 131 in TD. He caught three for seven yards. Like, holy crap, he is legit. And they might honestly just lean on him the rest of the year with Hunley. Brother, this guy stinks! And the bad on this, in this game, I mean, hopefully you grabbed Aaron Jones because Ty Montgomery, at this point, I'm not sure what you can do other than put him on your bench and wait. Two targets, four rushes only in this game. He's pretty much number two at this point. And again, if they're trying to just run the ball, Jones just seems like the better runner overall. So I, I don't know. For a team that lo- that loses Rodgers and might just have to run out the clock and hope the defense can play, it seems to be Aaron Jones. And that's really the only running back worth owning at this point. Um, Cobb, Jordy, Adams combined five catches for 40 yards. I'm not sure this offense can really even support two wide receivers anymore. Like, dude, poor Jordy, one of my favorite wide receivers coming in this year. That's rough. At this point, Cobb's probably droppable. And Devontae Adams, you have to hope to God that Adams is, you know, going to have a bounce back. Maybe they start to just kind of let Hundley throw it because at this point, the way they're playing and all the running, I don't know that any of them are better than a low end number two at this point. You got to see it. Hopefully they get everything straightened out after I think they have a bye this week. And uh, hopefully they're a, bit, a little bit better. I think they kind of have to be. Jordy might be a guy worth buying low on. But at this point, Cobb, eh, no thank you. I'd rather Jordy than Adams. And uh, especially because I think I heard on ESPN today that, that Devontae Adams is actually drawing all the best cover guys on the opposite team. So at this point, if teams are going to treat Jordy like he's number two and he's Mr. Red Zone, God, if they can figure it out, man, just get Jordy the ball. I hope it's better for the pack going forward, but... It might honestly just be the Aaron Jones show. And that is that. Again, New Orleans, good for you guys. Mark Ingram, freaking solid, bro. Good for you. Love it. All right, New York Jets at Miami. This one was kind of wild. Um, Yeah, poor Cutler, pretty much. Um, Miami wins a crazy one late, but they lose Jay Cutler for a while in the process. Two a few cracked ribs. Uh, stinks for him. I'm not sure that it's all that bad for the team, though. Matt Moore comes in and actually looks pretty good. Like, not to mention... Guy's pretty darn good looking. He's a he's a handsome dude. Yeah, the Jets were up big early, and Miami roared back on the back of your boy Matt Moore. He's on fire! Gotta hit that drop, and who was good? Uh, Josh McCown for the Jets, man. Just really good again. 209 yards only before total TDs. Ran one in. Did have a pick. He gets Atlanta next week at home. So if you have a you need a fill-in guy, that's a guy worth going out and looking at. That's a really good matchup. Uh, don't look now, but my boy Robbie Anderson's back. Scored again. Now leads the Jets in targets for the year. Uh, back into the top 30 uh, weekly conversation wide receiver guys, especially with all these injuries. And especially if Josh McCown's going to be throwing a lot. Looks like he's looking for him the most. Um, you know, good for him. Curse and Severian Jenkins both found the end zone as well. Severian Jenkins, man, he's been top 10. He will be the rest of the year. Just looking really, really good. And a guy that McCown trusts. Again, we talked about... Barnkowski over there in Cleveland. Um, Gary Barnes from uh, years prior with McCown. Love this tight end there. Looks like he's going to really lean on Safarian Jenkins in the red zone. So, yeah, get him in your lineup if you have him. Or if he's out there on waivers, grab him because, uh, you know, he could be really good going forward. Matt Forte. Kind of got to talk about this guy because he's out there 
in our league because everyone owns pal um i guess the mcguire uh experiments kind of over at this point but forte is getting the work especially in ppr another 13 points he did split work with pal but at this point when you when all these guys are on by if you need somebody go out and grab matt forte if he isn't already available or already taken um he'll be decent he'll he's four or five catches a week and maybe he runs a little bit and maybe he scores on the ground and then you're double as happy matt moore got the ball jarvis good for him jarvis 11 targets awesome seven for 93 and touching again i think that's three straight for the guy who came into this season never really scoring all that often uh good to see and matt moore really likes jarvis really likes kenny stills kenny stills great without parker nine targets six for 85 and two tds again as long as parker's out kenny stills a decent play he's going to be in the number you know the crap end of the number two wide receivers so um i, I would pay attention because he could be really good brother this guy stinks this drop was pretty much made for jj I, I believe only 51 rushing yards on 23 carries and this game i know they were behind a bunch but it was close enough that he should have been doing something he did catch three for 26 so that's fun for once but Jai, man, you got to be better than this. I, I just think this is going to be it all year. I think this line stinks. I think they had more injuries this weekend. So if you have a Jai, I'd hold on to him. But if you can get anything close to draft day value for him, I'd sell because I don't think it's going to be getting much better at all. All right, Baltimore 16, Minnesota 24. Your weekly reminder that Joe Flacco stinks. Latavius Murray actually ran pretty well and looked better than McKinnon in this game. 113 yards on the ground, touchdown. That's nice. He does get Cleveland next week. We talked about the fact that Cleveland's uh, run D is actually pretty decent, but still, it's Cleveland. They should be up. Their defense is good. Look for them to run the ball, uh, run the clock out. And still, McKinnon, still fine. He did split carries, added three catches um, on top. He just wasn't as effective as, as Murray in this one. I'd still rather have McKinnon going forward, especially in PPR. Um, the Vikings have a lot of away games left. If they get behind, it's going to be McKinnon. I don't really trust Latavius Murray all that much. Uh, maybe you could sell Murray. I mean, at this point, you might have to slot him in just because of bye weeks. But to me, it's McKinnon. I'd much rather have him. Just good to see that for Murray owners that he is still kind of getting somewhere. So he might be somewhat usable. Uh, Adam Thielen, another 12 targets, 5 for 41. The guy can't score, but PPR wise, he's still, you know, top 25 guy and should be okay. Uh, Buck Allen catches eight balls here, but the problem is only goes for 29 yards. This is kind of what he's done all year. Just really hasn't caught, an, you know, anything yards-wise. It really doesn't score all that often. He's not running the ball. I don't know. I guess PPR, he's fine. He's a decent play, but not really my favorite running back out there, especially because this team's pretty bad. Brother, this guy stinks! Joe Flacco, bro. He stinks. And pretty much everyone else on the offense. I think Mike Wallace gets hurt in this game. I think it was a concussion. Looked like he wanted to come back in, but for the most part, you're avoiding him. And uh, I think Macklin was out, and uh, he could be back this week. But again, like, are you going to trust a guy catching passes from Joe Flacco? Because I'll tell you what, Fupa, I'm not. All right, Seattle 24, Giants 7. This game actually seemed a lot closer than the final score shows. Um... It was pretty much a defensive struggle for three quarters. Seattle got 14 points in the fourth to kind of put it away away late here, but... He's on fire! Um, dude, Eli loves Ingram, so that's at least one positive for the Giants. Evan Ingram, six for 60 through the air and a touchdown. 
Um, 12 targets. That's amazing. He, I think, is at this point close to leading all tight ends and touchdowns. And again, a rookie, a guy who's not completely owned. So if he's out there, grab him. Russell Wilson, great again. 334 yards, three TDs. Good for him. Great to see Baldwin gets back on top. Kind of some weird stuff going on on the sidelines. Some arguments with him and the offensive line coach, I believe. Pete Carroll just stand there kind of chilling and, and enjoying himself. Just kind of watching. But in the end, Baldwin has a big game. Nine for 92 does catch a, a touchdown and 12 targets. Really nice to see that for him. He should have had another 60-plus yard touchdown, but Wilson completely overthrew him. Baldwin was like five or six yards past the the DB or safety, whomever was out there. Um, again, good for Baldwin. If you bought low on him or if you held, good for you. Brother, this guy stinks! And the bad, man. Seattle, they just can't run the ball. Like, honestly, they, they just can't do it. Their line is terrible. I drop Lacey. I'd bench Rawls. If you want to drop Rawls, that's cool with me, too. Uh, Jimmy Graham had a decent day. And, you know, so he could have been in kind of either section here. Uh, but the day could have been a lot better. 351 on a touchdown. He had at least two more drops. One would have been a touchdown in his hands in the end zone. Don't know how. Nobody even touched him. I'm not sure how he didn't catch that one. And the other one was a wide open drop that would have gone for probably 50 yards plus. So that could have been a touchdown as well. A big, could have been a really big day for him. The good thing is, even when he gets down, you know, Russell still likes him. They're not going to get down on him. They're, they keep kind of featuring him, featuring Baldwin, and they can't run the ball. So they kind of, they need wide receivers here. So good, good to see that as an owner of Jimmy Graham. Makes me a little nervous, but uh, uh, yeah, hopefully he's better than this going forward because he could have had a much bigger game. All right, Cincy at Pittsburgh. Cincy blows it as usual. They're just, they're a bad team, honestly. Ben didn't throw a ton, but really he didn't have to. Um, He's on fire! Overall, the good. Le'Veon Bell, 35 rushes for 134 yards. Adds three for 58 through the air. He's honestly the number one. I don't care. Like, I like Zeke. Zeke had a great game. But to me, it's not even a question. 67 rush attempts over the last two games. That is elite. There's nobody else like him. And he's on there no matter how far ahead that they are. He's out there running the ball. So patient. So good. He's the man. Antonio Brown was Antonio Brown. Um, really the only good on the other side. Tyler Croft continues to be involved in the red zone. Only four catches, but 23 yards does get the touchdown. I'm not sure you can really trust them all that much. But if you're banged up, um, if you don't really have a great tight end, if you have a guy on by who you usually trust... Like Martellus Bennett, I don't know, a guy like that. You know, Croft might be available. I'm sure he is. Go out and grab him. I don't know if there's really just nothing else. Brother, this guy stinks! And as far as the bad for the game, Andy Dalton, AJ Green. God, like, you guys got to be better than this. I uh, expect a lot more out of AJ Green, especially. Dalton didn't even throw for 150 yards, and Green caught three for 41. Like, that's really, really bad. I know Pittsburgh's D is good, but like, division rival, man, you guys got to be better than this. Um, Martavis Bryant played the fewest percentage of snaps that he has all year. Um, at this point, he can be dropped. Complained again after the game that he just kind of wants out if he's not going to be used. And Schuster gets to the end zone. So, you know what? It doesn't seem like they need him. I doubt they trade him. But, hey, if he does, maybe he has a little bit of value. I just, I don't see what he's going to do on a different team. So, me, Martavis Bryant. Sorry. I was hyping him this year, but feel free to drop him. All right. Rams at Arizona. Huh. Wow, that's pretty bad. This was actually in London, but the Rams look legit. Defense, offense is decent. 
Um, just a brutal game all around for Arizona as they were getting spanked from the jump. Uh, Asia Peterson couldn't do anything running the ball. And as a result, Carson Palmer had to drop back a ton and just keep throwing. What happens in the end? Carson Palmer takes a hit, gets dumped, breaks his arm. Even worse for, for owners of anyone on this team. Now it looks like Drew Stanton's going to be in. That is pretty, pretty rough. As far as the good in this game, Todd Gurley, another huge game, 22 for 106 in a TD. Four catches on top of that. Goes for 48 yards on eight targets. Eight targets. Awesome for him. Uh, Cooper Cup, another 10 targets through the air. He's the number one wide receiver on this team. He caught four for 51 and a touchdown. Brother, this guy stinks! Drew Stanton. Oh my God. Like he's in that, he's in that flacco range. Like at this point, my lord, he looks pretty, pretty bad. He came in for Palmer and just did absolutely nothing. Larry Fitz ended up with three for 29. His value is screwed before when uh, Palmer was hurt. Or yeah, I believe it was Palmer went down. Drew Stanton was in there, you know, uh, last year or the year before. And it was so bad for Larry Fitzgerald. He's just not an accurate quarterback. I feel so bad at this point. Fitz, 25, 30 at that point. But I don't even know what the upside is. Uh, let's hope they feed him and, and they figure something out because I just... I mean, I don't know if Blaine Gabbert isn't just better than Drew Stanton at this point, but they just have nothing to play for. And David Johnson owners, you're probably screwed at this point. Adrian Pierce, 11 carries for 21 yards. Yikes on that one. That's rough. And Sammy Watkins continues to have absolutely no clue at this point. If you haven't dropped them, you might as well. Arizona. Yikes, bro. All right, Denver 0. Chargers 21. Well, I started uh, Simeon and Damaris Thomas, so that was pretty terrible. And I think the biggest takeaway for me from this game is that the Chargers D is actually pretty legit. Um, as far as who was good in this game, Rivers, he had a pretty inefficient day. Again, gets it done touchdowns-wise. Um, not a whole lot of yards, 183 in this game, but again, like if you had to play him against this defense, especially two-quarterback league where you probably can't sit Rivers, um, a pretty decent day overall. Hunter Henry, 4 for 73. That was nice. Can you believe that on the year he's the number 8 tight end like in PPR? That is, that's crazy to me, especially because he didn't start all, all that great. He hasn't scored all that much. Um, Travis Benjamin, the best wide receiver in the game. He had a return TD and he had a 42-yard 40, reception. But here's how bad it was. That was on one catch. So again, 42 yards, two touchdowns. That ain't gonna happen again. Um, as far as the bad, brother, this guy stinks. Hate to say it, but man, Melvin Gordon, bro, you gotta be better than that. Rough day, 18 for 38, but this is the best run defense in the league. Only caught one ball. He had four straight rushes from the one. If you guys saw this, it was pretty, pretty bad. Um, and just couldn't get in. I'm not really worried. Again, Denver, the best rush team in the league. They also shadow him out of the backfield, so he really didn't have a chance to catch anything. And you know, the entire Denver offense, like another horrible play. Most notably, Simeon just really didn't look that bad. I'm hoping he doesn't lose his job because I need him this week with uh, with another quarterback on by. I don't want to talk about that either. Um, and Keenan Allen, only 3 for 41. He still led the team in targets. He will be good going forward. And with Denver out of the way at this point, I would buy low on him. Definitely Keenan Allen, give it to me. I'll take him PPR, top 15 wide receiver rest of the year for sure. All right, Dallas 40 at San Fran. This was a wacky game. Both Zeke and Dak went off. You don't usually see the running back 
and the quarterback really do it both in the same game. But 40 points, there was a lot to go around. San Fran never really got anything going. Otherwise, it could have been even, even bigger for them. What just happened there? Um, but Zeke, he goes 26 for 127 and two TDs on the ground. Had one catch only. Uh, too bad. Goes for 72 yards and a touchdown. So that was ridiculous. Dallas goes in to play an angry Washington team next week. Zeke's hearing will be on Monday, October 30th, but he should be good uh, this week coming up. Um, yeah, so just pay attention. Uh, if you want to grab a backup, grab him. I'm not really sure at this point who to grab. I oh God, I don't know. There's even more. There's even more crap with Rod Smith running this week. So not really sure what you're going to do there. But let's talk Zeke because Zeke had a huge. Or no, I'm sorry. Let's talk Dak. Despite Zeke's huge rushing day, Dak still gets 234 yards and three TDs. He also ran for 26 yards and another TD. The number four quarterback already, and he's had his bye. Definitely had a Matt Ryan now for me. A Rod's gone, so you can make an argument. It's it's him. It's Watson. It's Brady. It's Breeze. These guys kind of fighting for the top. I will, like if you had him number one. Look, yeah, he's kind of already there on a per game basis. Guys like Wentz, kind of in that in that range too. Gotta love my boy Wentz, but he's got a pretty tough schedule. And you know they don't have the best schedule going forward, but uh, you know they're past Denver. Still, doesn't matter. Dak, top five guy, so good. Uh, Dez, he also continues to get it done. Seven for sixty-three, another touchdown. Good for Dez. And Witten scores again now. Six at tight end for the year. Um, and remember, already passed his bye. So good there. Uh, Carlos Hyde, off. Um, he got all the work, actually, this week. Good for him. 14 for 68. Caught four of eight targets, so that was nice. Breida didn't really do much. He wasn't really mixed in all that much. Um, and if you listen to me, Marquise Goodwin was kind of the flyer guy, the FanDuel guy, the you know DraftKings guy that I liked as a really cheap wide receiver this week. He ends up going... Four for 80 on eight targets, so not actually, uh, not too bad there. Brother, this guy stinks! And, uh, as far as Bethard, oh, God, just not great for his first NFL start. He does score. Um, he got a rush, rushing touchdown, but overall not really, uh, very effective. Garcon and Kittle, uh, because of Bethard, didn't really do all that much in what should have been a really good matchup and being behind from the get-go. Um, Bethard just kind of makes me nervous for especially Garcon going forward. I think Kittle could be okay, but I don't know. Gar- Garcon's starting to kind of make me decently nervous. All right, the Sunday night game, Atlanta in New England. This one turned into another fog bowl. Uh, the Falcons just look terrible. They end up losing 23-7, to and Matt Ryan just doesn't seem to have it this year, man. Just doesn't look good. At this point, not in the top five, barely in the top 10 discussion. Uh, the Patriots aren't really running up the score all that much this year, so that's kind of rough. At least if uh, you know you have a lot invested in Brady, I still like him a lot, but uh, yeah, kind of rough here. He throws for 249, two TDs. I won't hit you with the drop because it's starting to annoy me. But uh, you know that's that was enough for 12th best this week at quarterback. Um, again, I wonder if the defense is getting better and you see them run the clock out a little bit more. That kind of makes me a little nervous. Still, Brady should be good going forward. On the other side, Julio Jones really, um, you know, the only thing to really talk about on that side does get 13 targets, um, and that's most that he's had so far this year. Nine for 99 and a TD. These 150 plus yard games just kind of don't seem like they're coming anymore. Um, Brother, this guy stinks! And as far as the bad goes, 
I'm going to talk about Devontae Freeman a little bit. And I brought this up a few weeks ago, but again, runs well. 12 for 72 on the ground. Nice. But doesn't score. And when he doesn't score, he's turning into a non-PPR guy. Um, 3 for 18 through the air. And that gives him 14 catches on the season for 99 yards. Like, that's terrible. And I, I know it's kind of, you know, I know it's Tevin Coleman kind of mixing in, but he's got to be better than that. He hasn't scored, again, the last couple weeks. And he's now 11th in PPR in the year, just behind Christian McCaffrey. So that kind of that kind of tells you how how bad he's kind of been because he was a top, you know, six seven consensus pick uh, coming in the year, and uh, uh, at least at running back. I don't know, man. If I had running backs, I need wide receivers. I'd probably trade him for a guy like Keenan Allen, Doug Baldwin, maybe Michael Thomas, guys like this. Um, maybe if if uh, the owner of AJ Green's kind of down on him, but man, I would 100% move on if I could from. Freeman, he just doesn't. He's not getting the work this year. I'm not sure what's going on with that offense. Uh, Tevin Coleman hasn't didn't really do anything in this game. Uh, I don't know what to do on the other side about New England running backs. Deion Lewis had the most rushes. He goes 13 for 76, cool, but doesn't catch anything. Like when, like I don't understand why that's happening. I guess it's because of James White. Uh, White five for 28 does get the touchdown, but again, can you really trust that? Burke had six carries in this one. Gillisley eight carries. Just like, I, I don't know what you do. You can't really trust anyone because as soon as you think it's going to be Deion Lewis, which I guess you have to pick him up, but next week he ends up getting nothing. So just kind of makes me makes me super nervous to own any of these guys. It just stinks. I would avoid all of them if you can. Uh, and Brady spread it around like crazy. Cooks gets the end zone, but that's really it. Everyone just kind of had a couple catches and did a little bit. Gronk didn't even really do much. But again, they were up. They didn't really have to do anything. Atlanta, you expected them to be better. They, I guess for... Matt Ryan owner's sake and the Julio Jones owner's sake. Jones? Jones? Did I say that right? And the Julio owner's sakes. Let's hope they figure it out because they look terrible. All right. And the game we've all been waiting to talk about, or at least I have, Washington 24, Eagles 34. And uh, Eagles, best team in the league right now, whooped up on the Redskins. We were actually down pretty early, but the Philly D is honestly is too, too good. Poor Kirk Cousins. He he just doesn't have any receivers he can count on. I don't think Pryor even got on the field until the second half. Doxon got a lot of run early, actually, and he looks like he actually um, jumped Pryor on the depth chart, so I kind of checked back on that. Uh, Kirk Cousins are uh, still really good in this game. Seems to be matchup proof, 303 and, a, and three TDs. Does throw a pick, but still looks really good. And holy crap, Jordan Reed, welcome back from the dead. 8 for 64, two TDs on eight targets. Almost all of that was in the fourth quarter. Really didn't do anything till the end of the game till they were really out of it. Uh, Carson Wentz, oh my God, does he look good. 268 yards through the air, four TDs, and does throw a pick. Um, we did lose Jason Peters, so that's not great for Carson Wentz, but still top five quarterback he has been i think he's the number one quarterback in fantasy overall this year so he's been really good careful going forward he's got some pretty tough matchups but still eagles look good wentz looks great go birds and wentz's favorite target Ertz, um again was the main man five for 89 at td started slow but down the stretch doesn't matter when wentz is looking for his guy it's Ertz and it's Ertz all the time aguilar got it done again four for 54 in a td um Shout out to rookie wide receiver and number 10, Mac Hollins. One catch, but it goes for 64 and a touchdown on a great throw by Wentz. Go Eagles. Just looked so good. Brother, this guy stinks! Another horrible game for Alshon. Like, I don't even know what to do with him. Um, 
Like, you can't start him with any confidence. He just doesn't make any plays. And honestly, like, this is Ertz's team. To me, like, I try to be, I would try to get off the Alshon bandwagon. He just has not looked all that great at all. And he's just not making the big plays. He's not going up for the ball. He's not, you know, creating contact, doing anything. He just looks soft out there. Honestly, he's becoming Mr. Softy Jr. And that's, uh, that's not somebody you really want to be. Um, you can't really start any Washington wires here at this point. Prior, he's like a bench guy. I Honestly, you could probably drop him at this point. They have so many guys, and now they're mixing docs, and I just don't know what you what you really want to do. I mean, Vernon Davis looks better than all these guys. As far as Washington goes, you know, running backs-wise, I, oh, God. I mean, everyone's kind of getting work at this point, but it's Chris Thompson. He's the passing down back. They're throwing a ton. It's Cousins. He's good. Jordan Reed, let's hope he keeps it up. Vernon Davis, not that bad of a play because he gets, uh, I think, 60 or 70 yards again in this one. And uh, yeah, avoid all wide receivers.